When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 19, 20, 21, and 22 of New Spring, Pondwater, Breakfast and Manala, Some Tricks of the Power, and Keeping Custom. Enjoy! Welcome, everyone, and, and Chris's black screen to the Will Reads. Yay. Everybody's leaving you. Yeah. That's it. okay, we're back. Quick announcements, real fast. Uh, quick thank you for your patronage. This episode's for you. To uh, who? Who we thinking? Uh, quick. 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 Uh, quick. I just want to say quick. quick. Quickly, real quick. say this quickly. Really quickly. I don't want to linger. You. Thank you, thank you. A quick thank, thank you. Quick. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, Razor Toast. Also, I don't know if Python's in the chat. We did last night, but I'll say it again. Uh, Python's mom. Python's one of our longtime patrons. Um, his mom passed yeah. away. So. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, quick, quick drink for him. We Sorry. Cheers. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, we we care about our our Will Reed's family here. So. Um, are you guys reading some sort of book series or something? Um, so at some point we're going to talk about a book series, I think maybe tonight. Um, nah. also a quick announcements. We were supposed to have a guest tonight, but apparently, um, Josh from the black tower had the blue screen of death on his computer. Oh yeah. That's so the best. We decided that it probably just best. at random, pick somebody in chat and send them the link. Yeah. Who wants it? Who, who wants to come, who My wants to cat come just in opened and the door, by the way? Tonight. As soon as I said that, he opens the door and comes yeah, in. Yeah, the cat's like, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, for real. Cat jumps yeah. up. We'll, we'll send a random person the link if uh, if anybody wants to join us for some shenanigans. Um, more than happy to. Um, uh, did Andrew forget to read New Spring again? Yeah, Andrew's never read New Spring too, so that's another reason why. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so half of the Black Tower podcast has never read New Spring, and the other half <laughs> can't get on the computer. So you know, I bought New Spring to... not realizing it was in this big book set that I had until I was packing. I'm like, hey, we millennials don't even happens. know what the blue screen of death is. Correct. That's true. <laughs> it's not as big as it used to be. It used to be in college. It was really like not. a daily occurrence. Yeah. <laughs> you cried over it every time. Yeah. 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 Uh, what chapters we're on? It's up to the, it's it's on the title of this episode. How? <laughs> so. I may have went too far, but yeah. See what? This is why when we get greeted, it's like good day, gentlemen, friends, friends, and Alan. And Alan. Alan's separate from gentlemen. And Alan is a dark friend. Um, we did get a a really bad review. Yes. Um, about time. I don't know if you should read it. I actually I like reading the bad ones. Um, 
So I won't say who it's from because obviously I want to keep it anonymous, but uh, yeah. I like to read some of these reviews. I don't read all of them um, just because they don't get emailed to me often. This one did for some reason they get emailed to me um, like not from the person, but like from um, a service that I the pay service. for. Yeah. But anyway, it's a two star rating. So uh, too many stupid sexual jokes is the title. Um, I really enjoyed this podcast starting out as I'm a first time reader, but it started becoming ridiculous with all the sexual jokes and the stupid locker room humor. Like we get it already. You think the t- the the taint word is funny? <laughs> taint. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <And it's, laughs> I really I enjoyed the chapter summaries, uh, but uh, stupidity is seriously making me reconsider. Uh, if I wanted to continue reading and listening to this podcast, grow up already. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. I'm not mad about it because there's not one thing they said that was that was false inaccurate. I mean, the subjective part about what they like and don't like. That's sure. I mean, that's yeah, that's fine. Fast forward. I, I even have times after some of our episodes where I was like, "Man, all I did was say giggity that whole time. That was." Mm. But sometimes I, that's just where I am. I blame Jordan. Jordan's the one who talks about bosoms all the time and yeah. and spankings. I mean, that's true. We do look for it sometimes, but there are, there have been chapters Kyle, where everything Jordan is saying is like, it's a reference. Yeah. yeah. You've, you guys have calmed down since we started listening. Yeah, COVID <laughs> was a dark time. So if you start during those chapters. <laughs> we Like two of us were like bursting at the seams for action. The other one was having children. So like, right. you expect. And we we literally did it while drinking, and still do it while drinking. Yeah, like, but I, like, I have like one during recording. I don't get yeah, it's not like like, no, like not like COVID. Used to. COVID yeah. I would be slurring my words by the end of a. Uh, That's when people yeah. listen more. We need to slur more often. I, I, I have I had to work. I would have like, one and a half to two bottles if I was doing wine. One and a half to two bottles in an episode. Remember right now we would drink and sit to like sunrise talking on Discord. Every single night because we didn't have anything to do the next day because work was non existent. I mean, we all got paid, For y'all. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, it was COVID, man. We were shut down. Yeah, I, I worked, 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 <laughs> worked some more. I'm mad at myself. Well, I did not take advantage up. of COVID. I'm, I'm, I was the dumb one. I'll, yeah. I'll say this I'm not going to stop the giggities, but uh, being slightly more sober, there will be well placed giggities and well deserved. No, occasionally I'm I'm gonna force one in there. That's a lie. Yeah. I force it in there all the time. Within the day, we are who we are. <laughs> That's great. I just like to read them. We did have a good one too. Let me go back. I, I did find a good one too. So let me go back and uh. Oh, look at you one. balancing. Yeah, let me let me do some balancing. Like uh, there was a good one. I got like a five star. We might uh, be millennials, but we're old millennials. Like we're we grew up around Gen Xers, so we're we're on that teeter you don't have to you don't have to sandwich like compliment uh yeah we do bro i don't hold on to know why he looks for this arcanum unbound uh have you listened to it yet no he hasn't oh man just so many great short stories in there good stuff and yeah i mean i would skip anything that's like connected to um other books in the cosmere if you are planning on reading them because they are all spoily but the ones that are standalones are still great. And then now when I read the graphic novel, like I think his graphic novel's gotta be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah I saw you and Alan talking about it, but I haven't uh, this one's from the other day it. too. So five stars, great show. Thanks for the entertainment. Keep it the good work, boys. I'm almost done with Shadow Rising, and I've been listening along chapter by chapter the whole time. 
Oh wow! So people yeah. do like us. Uh, yeah. So there is so, there is some like, and then also have a five star. Buy pills without restrictions. Money back guarantee. Thirty day refund. True pills. No subscription required. <laughs> Are these the, the, chew, the chewable ED pills? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so someone wrote a five star review for Viagrad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, when they come out with the gummies that are like, you know, got the sour powder coating, maybe I'll give them a whirl. Uh, it's great. Yes, White Sands. White Sands is phenomenal. Ugh. Yeah. I'm actually listening I, to the, the, the graphic book right now. See, I'm going to do it. I'm going to listen to it. I, I honestly think that Brandon is much better of a writer than Jordan or Martin at this point. We're on the Will Reads podcast, dude. I'm going to stand by that as <laughs> much as I enjoy. Jordan has better pros, um, but Brandon, I don't know. I like Brandon Sanderson, so I can't really say that. Sanderson writes for his audience. I will say that, and I'm sure Jordan wrote for his audience. Sanderson writes for people with shorter attention spans that don't yeah. need the details because we can watch TV. So there was an interview with Brandon Sanderson years ago, and I'll end it with this um, because I always thought it was hilarious. He he wrote that like every person I dedicate a book to gets a sword. I buy him a sword and I give him a sword as a gift. And somebody clipped that interview on TikTok and then showed, I guess, this most recent one, The Sunlit Man, and it said dedicated to my fans. And it's like, where's my sword? <laughs> <laughs> You owe us a sword, Brando Sando. <laughs> yeah. Now he just uh, needs to post a picture of like a couple of oscillating fans in his house with a sword leaning sword, against it yeah. and a bow on it. Exactly. Got him. Anyway, I will say though, New Spring, being able to read at this pace has been refreshing. It's a treat. Mm -hmm. It really has been. Yeah. These were great. The tonight's going to be good. So yeah. in we personal life, fun. I am waiting to get sick again. Um, or at least so someone in our time. Yeah, it's someone in my household. Well, we went to like, so there's like this uh, adventure park thing indoor, like trampoline park with like obstacle course and a bunch of ball pits are like the big uh -huh, foam pits. The one in Dimby, the surge. Uh, yep, yep. That's yep. the where one. That's where I got COVID. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did you do it in the last disgusting. week? We did it on Friday. Okay. Yeah. Um, more virus and flu and COVID is huge right now in Hampton Roads. Yeah, I know. My and, sister um, works in a lab. She said everybody that she tested yeah, positive, positive. So the kids positive. were all three kids were running around jumping in ball pits and and running around there, and it did not look clean. Um, and then you know, kids uh, picking up the balls and <laughs> oh yeah, and, and then eating pizza and like going back to it with greasy fingers and touching everything. There's smears on right. everything. I'm like, this is gonna be fun. Uh, and then the next day, my 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 son had another birthday party at a roller skating ring, which those are notorious as well for being. Not the most. I just want to where, it's not so much the place, but it's wherever you have a lot of little kids. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, arcade Even games. If you, they don't go spray down those arcade games. The kids right. are like drilling and eating pizza with one hand, like playing the video game with the other hand. The kids all like yeah. it's like Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. Their fingers up their nose. It's up their friend's nose. Some stranger walks by. They pick their nose. It's so somebody. Somebody's gonna get sick. If they don't, man, we we dodged a we dodged a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> or you did a good job letting them be around the germs because they have that too. Well, we've oh, had yeah. sickness running through our house the last few weeks, and I've been sick. My mice been sick. My kids have been sick. So right now we're all sick. healthy. Knocking some wood. Um, I'm throwing but, my kids right in the garbage can, like going in there and play. Yeah, yeah. Get all get all the diseases. But yeah, yeah. so that's what's going on with uh with me. Yeah. What about you guys? 
Um, life is good. Work is well, I could spend 10 minutes talking about the inefficiencies of government, but I've been busy because of it because <laughs> I'm a problem solver and people know that and they're like, oh my gosh, we have a problem. Let's call Ian. And then they don't like what I tell them because generally the problem involves everybody screwing up. Well, and money. They hope by bringing it to me that I'm going to affirm that it's not them. It's some other department that's screwing <laughs> up. But usually the result is, by the way, everybody that touched this fucked up. Everybody, <laughs> including you. Um, so there's that. That's been fun. Uh, the basketball games last week, first round of playoffs. Uh, the older kids team, they played really well, but they had one of those games where for the whole first half, they were taking shots they normally take and same setups they normally take, uh, and they just weren't dropping. So many in and outs. I mean, in the first half, we had to be like, if we were 10% shooting from the field, I'd be surprised. And normally we're at least 50. Um, so anyways, lost that game. The younger kids... Um, man, this is the first time in, uh, nope, that's a lie. This is the first time with children involved that like my, I guess you could call it PTSD. It's more PTSS. I have it managed now. I recognize when it's kicking in. It's the first time like that adrenaline, like just bad thoughts crossing my mind hit in a situation like that. Right, right off the bat, there was a... <clears throat> There's a bad call by one of the refs. It was only bad from his perspective. It was probably a good call, but he was on the other side of the court. It happened right in front of me, my bench of players, and the parents uh, in this game for my team were all sitting behind us. So we all saw it. a lot of boos from the crowd. As a coach in that situation, my kids saw it too. They're pissed off. Everybody's emotional playoff game. You got to say something to the ref, but you do it politely. And as he's running up, I'm like, hey, boss, I know we're not going to get them all, but, you know, that guy really leaned in with the shoulder. And, and so he stops and very loudly in front of, in front of my players and the parents behind me was like, is this what we're going to do? We're going to do this. This is how you start this game off. Like he popped an attitude right off the bat. And honestly, not even like the PTSD PTSS from army stuff, but being that I'm from Newport news, but you got to imagine yeah, the first like, thoughts that are going through my head. Nigga, what? <laughs> if this was, I know for a fact, if this was my 13, 14 year old boys that I was coaching, uh, the game would have been paused and either I or the ref or both of us would have been leaving. Yeah. I'd have stepped out on the court and he would yeah. have had one opportunity to correct himself. But my youngest son is sitting behind me. You know, there's little That's kids. Oh, <laughs> I, I just kind I of I commend you. did the head nod, blah, blah, blah. It was anyways, mentally I was out of it the rest of that game. Now, what really pisses me off is I don't what like really grinds about, my gears. It really grinds my gears. <laughs> I don't like complaining about bad calls because there's usually you get some, you win some, you lose some. I'm always coaching my kids. Don't expect every foul to be called. They can't see them all. They're doing the best they can, but it became very obvious. Like our kids go down the field and anything close or down the court, anything close to could be a foul. They're calling it down on our end. We're getting molested. And the refs are just holding their whistle. Like, looks good to me. Yeah. Uh, I've I've got one kid, uh, five foot, seventy pounds, soaking wet. He was near the other team's biggest player that was about five eight, slightly taller than me. Had to be about one hundred seventy pounds. And that guy wow. tripped over his own feet, fell on the floor. They blew the whistle, and we're like, "What's this?" And they call it on our little dude, the smallest dude on our team, smaller than Ronan. 
said that he pushed him. <laughs> and Hank's out there going, like freaking out, like, I don't know what I did wrong. So I'm just like, Hank, you've been in the weight room too much. Uh. <laughs> and so like we're flexing. At this point, even the parents behind me are just like, this is absurd. So we were yeah. like laughing it up. But uh, we ended up losing by by one point. And yes, there were many other ways. That the poor calls wouldn't make. Yeah, many other ways we could have won the game. Even with the bad calling, we could have done things different to play around it. Uh, but it definitely made a difference in this game. And I hate it. When I tell you, I, and I, I'm not the best. I'm just going to be honest with you. When I'm coaching, I my mentality shifts. This is when you see the other side of Chris. And when my kids get taken advantage of, that's where I'm like, you return the energy that you're given. And yeah. I know it's not right. And I, and I tell them it's not right. I'll be the first one to be like, do as I don't do as I say or as I do in these moments. Yeah. Oh. But then I find my biggest bruiser, and I'm like, you see that kid right there? Yeah, the other big one. Make sure he knows you're bigger. Go get him. Well, I have I have a, a really big guy on that nine and ten year old team. And uh Chris, you might relate to this guy from what we've talked about. He's come to me after practices and games, like concerned, like he doesn't want to hurt people. He he is twice the size of everybody yeah. else on the team. Yes. And when he goes to block shots, like he had a really clean stuff one time, but he's hitting down on the kid's hand that's coming up and the other kid mm, had to come yes. off because, you know, just got a stinger from it. And my yeah. guy was crying. So could he if I if I were to let him loose and encourage him to demolish to people he go out there yeah. and block people everywhere. But he and see, this is that. this is the issue with my mentality. I was taken advantage of so much because I was that kid that when I yeah. find that kid, I'm like, I'm going to foster yeah. a little bit of spark in you to where when the dog needs to come out. Yep. He's ready to be released. Yep. You know, my sister did that for me in, in her own way. She didn't mean to because she typically took the blunt of all of it. But she fostered this seed in me. She even nicknamed me the bull. Yep. There's a time and a place. Because I would charge her, run her through. She'd hit the ground. And then I wouldn't wail on her. I would just sit on her and make her regret. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, so. So, uh. Yeah, when I, when, I, when I coach sailing, which is not the same as ball sports, our track, um, whenever one of my kids got in trouble and I would go into like a protest committee room, it was always like Gary Bodie or um, Dan, or not Dan Winter, um, Don. He was uh, one of the authors of the, you know, the official authors of the official rules for US sailing. Like he wrote the rule book. Mm-hmm. So that it's always like. College. You have no leg to stand on because Gary Bodie was the head coach for the U.S. Olympic sailing team, and yeah. the other guy wrote the sailing rules. I'm like, so what do whatever you they think? say is right because I I don't yeah. know. We're, <laughs> like, gonna go, we're gonna go with that. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm too yeah. argumentative. So, how do you the guy that wrote the rules? <laughs> Look, like, the young kids playing quarters towards the end of the third quarter. I'd been trying to keep it myself, keeping myself, and these refs were just taking over the game. Like uh, me and the other coaches tried to call timeouts a couple times. They wouldn't even look at us, wouldn't take the timeouts. Oh. And then they were like coaching our players on the court. And we have a game plan, uh, so that's already pissing me off. And this is playoffs, yeah. not the beginning of the season. And I stepped out on the court, and he started doing the coach. You need to get back down. And I was like, Coach, you said it. I coach them. You ref the game. Stop telling my players what to do. You want the ball out over there? Go stand over there and wait. I will send somebody to you. You don't pick who's throwing it in. I do that. Yeah. So it. 
Boom. That kind of hyped our guys Boom. up for a little yeah. bit, but we were so far but I mean, we, we closed the gap, but it wasn't yeah. enough. I mean, hey, look, one lot, one point loss is a phenomenal loss. You know uh, that that right there, it it stings. And then if next you saw season, the game, come back harder. The teams weren't close. What hurts is they barely played basketball. Our team was ten times better. Yeah. So, anyways, I'll stop. Y'all are ready no. for some wheel of time, but You're but good. this is no. this no, was Saturday morning. And I have been burning with it ever since then. Oh, There's absolutely. a lot of guilt. It still comes down to, you know, where did I let the kids down? Knowing that like, no joke, they were a much better team. Yeah. So not finding a way around that, uh, you know, I still feel responsible. You know, There are going to be moments in every sport where it really does come down to the ref. I mean, in track and field, it happens there, too. This is an individual team sport. Like yeah. you score individually for yourself, you win your event, you win individual awards, and then your awards contribute to your overall team. Talking about sophomore year of college, outdoor season, we're throwing, no, is it junior? No, sophomore. We're throwing hammer, and I throw one out there, really far out there. It was close to the school record at the time, and I was hype because I knew it was either right on top of it or past it. I knew I was going to have a school record, and I knew I was going to win the event that day for my team. Mm-hmm. The ref called a foul. The ref also happened to be the coach of the rival team that would have lost the points had I won that. You like to think it doesn't happen, but... Oh, mm-hmm. nah. When I tell you I went all the way the fuck off yeah. in the middle of the circle, no, I'm not exiting the circle. You can suck my dick. When I tell you the coach had to come... <laughs> And pull, they had never seen me go off. He knew I was from Newport News. He knew what I was about. But he's I, like, "Oh, I, I, don't I was hoping we wouldn't mind. see this side." Here it comes. He was like, "Shit, big Chris is getting big for no reason." He was like, "Chris, it's okay." I said, "No, it's not." I said, "If you don't stick up, I promise you, you will pay for this too for so, the rest of your career." Somebody's about yeah. to get thrown out here. I don't he mind never, being me. Uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> Alan definitely. Lost. Do you know what? I'll tell you this much. If I could, I would have tossed them all in a pond. Oh, I wish I could have. Oh, and you thank go. you all for indulging me. I didn't think I needed to get that off my chest, but boy, once it came what? up a little, it that's came what we're out here a lot. for. We're here for. Yeah. Guys, ready to talk about some wheel of time? Yes. My personal life doesn't matter, guys. Oh yeah, personal life. No, 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 no we're cool. Please. We're fine. No, you got boxes in the all. background. You're I have boxes out. in the background. So yeah, you got, you got like, yeah. So just for FYI, next week we are finishing this book, and then after that, we're taking a few weeks off. So Chris is moving. Yeah, we're we're talking about one to two, or we're gonna take we're gonna take a week off from Wheel of Time because the week after this, so we record next week. That following week, I'm definitely moving, and then may end up being continuing the final finality of the move the week after that. So like I'm committing to doing Cosmere, you know, as a special, yeah, because I don't have to do any reading or prep- as long as preparation. Chris is not homeless. Cause... Well, the, yeah, because like I'm not gonna have a computer hookup. I'm not gonna have a computer that like I'll be on a laptop doing Cosmere, and I'm okay with that yeah. because our focus is wheel of time, as you reminded me earlier. So, but yeah, like you can see, I've <laughs> I've got all of those boxes. By the way, guys are full of books, and most of them I yeah. bought at books. Now here we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah. Books. Books. <laughs> Alan finally smiles. There it is. <laughs> He's like, books. All right. I yeah, see. I got I got books. There's I know, all... dude. Do you know how many boxes of books you have behind you? You have enough okay. to fill a pond. We have books upon books upon books. I know. Yeah, you have books, books, to, books enough to fill a pond. 
Yeah, I got all sorts of books. Like oh, this is my little section that like right here, and then a little top there. But that's last happy thought. So if you're yeah. curious what where Meredith and I are at, if you're looking for subtle hints, mm-hmm. now as she comes by, she leaves random things that you know she might need at some other point. There's makeup remover. There's her toothbrushes that she likes to use. You know, stashed away in the medicine cabinet. Don't you know, lie. Change, change of clothes. Don't lie. Like Ian Moonlights is a clown on the weekends. His his makeup remover. This goes to kids. Fake. Go to kids' <laughs> birthday parties. Like, hey guys, it's Ian the clown. <laughs> type in bearded clown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for his OnlyFans. <laughs> the right price. That's how you get bearded clown. Two mortgages. <laughs> uh, yep. So you guys ready? Pond water. Yeah, Talk about yes. some pond water. It's gross stuff. Um, it can be. It can be. Oh, pond, pond water can be gross. Um, yeah. Chapter 19. Um, pond water. So Moraine reaches the common room and goes to the stable uh, where she meets the groom and saddles her mare. And then she rides out the gate. And that whole first line doesn't really matter because then we get to actually what matters in this chapter. I so. mean, she great, you know, great setup talking about mm-hmm. the, the stars being out. It's going to yeah. be a nice day. Just going for a casual ride. Nobody would assume that she's going anywhere. Like, she's planning as best she can. Yeah, she I paid an extra out. night. They're yep. assuming she's coming back. You yeah, have to look uh-huh. into it. And she, she notices three men that are there as well. They're kind of off to the side. Two are Malkiri, one's Arafelin. Um, and by the time they get to the gates, uh, there's also several merchant trains waiting to leave. And when the gates open, Marines finds herself heading the same direction as the three men. They're a little bit ahead, but she's, she happens to be going the same direction. So she's such a creep because she's riding alone. She wants to keep her distance and stay back because three it men, could be brigands. yeah, it could be brigands, could be all sorts but of she's things. She's also thinking about some info that she mm-hmm. needs to find out that she rationalizes she might be able to get from them. Correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and, and she's yeah, she's thinking like I said, she's thinking about info and things like that. Uh um I guess she, she has a book of names. Um I guess Avin Sarar, whose location is written down somewhere simply as between the place where she's going. So, you know, she's stopping some villages looking to see if she can find them, but there's no luck. She continues on and at some point she catches up and catches sight of these men ahead of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sun's just she's, setting. She's kept them in her sight the whole time. Yes. But she's riding at a safe enough distance where she could just kind of like be near, but not near. Yeah. Kind of like a possum. Mm-hmm. I will say this. <clears throat> It'll say Unless you're fruit. really good at following folks without being seen. Once you've spent time paying attention to whether or not you're being followed, most people that think they're being sneaky are not sneaky. It's not that difficult to know if you're being followed. Mm-hmm. Now, even, I even on the highway of people that are traveling mm-hmm. long distances, the same direction you're going, just changing how you change lanes and change speeds and just watch how people react around you. You could tell. Yeah. You can tell. I get paranoid when I'm following behind somebody too long. I'm like, are they going where I'm going? Why are they going the same direction I'm going? It better make that yeah. turn. They didn't make the turn. They're going straight like I am. If I were I see, I'm on the other side, I flip out thinking like they think I'm following them. They probably think I'm following them because I'm turning the exact same ways they are. Like I'm like I do that yeah, too. I, I do both. It's weird. I'm not following you. I'm just going that way. You also <laughs> tailgate a lot, so they probably are freaking out. I do tailgate. 
you like the gas pedal <laughs> a little more than you like the brake. I do. Yeah, I do. I like to go fast. Why <laughs> he's got four kids? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I got three kids. When in doubt, um, don't pull out. It's four. He just doesn't know about the one overseas. Oh, well, dad, that too. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, um, I do drive fast, and uh, yeah, um, and 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 I will be that asshole that lets flash your lights until you get out the way if. You're in the left lane going slow, and there is no yeah. one in the right lane. It's one thing if there's heavy traffic. I won't be an asshole if there's heavy traffic and you happen to be going slow. No, but if there's no one in the lane next to you and you're just drive Sunday driving the left lane, uh, um, I'm right up. I'm that asshole. NASCAR drifting. I'm drifting. It on how long of a drive I have. If I've got a five hour drive and the speed limit's like 65 and I'm going 80, and you want to like get up on my bumper. Oh yeah, we're gonna have fun for the next four hours. <laughs> I promise you. I'm a guy. I even time my rest stops. Like so, in my mind, right? So, Lan is traveling, and he knows that she's near, and he's like, "I can't wait to get her. I'm gonna get her. Just wait till I get her." And the rest yep. of the guys, they're thinking it too. They're like, "What are we gonna do to mess with her? How are we gonna mess with this woman? We know yeah. she's following." And she's back there like, yeah, I'm a safe enough distance away. You know, even if they see me, it might agitate them a little bit, but they don't think I'm following them. Yeah, I'm smart. You know what I do? I slow down. I don't, And I don't break. I just let off. the, And I don't even fully let off the accelerator. I'm that person that, like, really lets off the accelerator really slow. So you don't even realize that you're slowing down until you look down at your speedometer. And you're like, oh. Because, you know, people will naturally be like, ah, let me move my foot to the brake and slow down. And then you get over and you think you're going to swing me. And then I'm like, and I take off down the road. <laughs> Plotting. And then I wait because I do that, that, that evil thing where, like, I let you think you're going to whip around me. And then I fly down the road and you're flying down the road with me. And then there's a car in front of you. And you're like, oh, I got to get in front of him. And then I'm going 95, 100, 105. And then all of a sudden, I'm right beside that car, and what do I do? Match pace, yeah. because even though I did, even though I threw shot and discus, I hung out with the distance kids, and I know if I want to box you in and keep you from the win, all I got to do is get some unsolicited help. Yeah, I mean you got to be careful around here. I mean, in bad news. I mean, at least let's just try to. I'll say, don't do that on two sixty four. On 64, you know, down by Red Oak Avenue and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Last week that happened. So a guy was trying to merge on, and the person won't let him in. So he took out a gun and shot the guy. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> and there's that. Yeah, there's that. Oh, on the interstate. <laughs> That's what you got to know, like, real maneuverability. So speaking of which, I mean, land just goes and chills. He well, yeah. Like, no, so he takes off and goes to the woods, and the other guys take off running. Yeah. Perfect like, setup. That's weird. And Marine's like, well, let me go follow the guy, see where he went. Like, they realize they're doing this on purpose, right? Like, this is like super obvious, at least to me, that like they saw you. And this is no, but her doing. confidence was bolstered. She walks in the yeah. woods to follow him. She's like, oh, this person's an amateur, just super easy path to follow, broken mm -hmm. branches. Meanwhile, this yeah. is land. So oh, we, yeah, know, we know, <laughs> we know what's happening. Land's like, oh, come yeah. on in, little rabbits. Yeah. So he, he just goes and trap. finds a pond and sits cross-legged, starts meditating. You know, being one, just, just relaxing. Hands on his knees, cross-legged. Hands on your knees, hands on your knees. Everybody push a nice dive. 
yeah, Moraine tries to be sneaky, you know, and she sneaks up on Loki him, gets, gets up to the uh, to the rock, and you know she wants to try to get the <laughs> she wants to get the sword away from him, so she channels to try to get the sword away from him. As soon as like the sword crouching tiger hidden dragon oh, a like- millimeter, I mean the sword moves a millimeter, and next thing she knows, she's in the air flying <laughs> like he uncoiled like a snake so bad. <laughs> like i really do hope they do an adaptation of new spring flashback. I, yeah. yeah well no i want like a little mini series and honestly i kind of want to animate it but yeah ooh, like i want it like anime style animated or something because this would just be an absolute hilarious scene to see yeah. her you know like Focus on channeling, and then the next image trying to be slick in the air like this, like, like fly in the air, the water down. rushing towards you. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's what I want to see so bad. Yeah, yep. Uh, so she gets thrown to the pond. She stands up and just stares at him, and, and he's like, "Don't you know better than touch a man's sword?" <laughs> like, <laughs> well, uh, like not even amused at all, not even cracking a smile, uh, being laying nope. completely stone faced. It's like. Now what are you gonna do, huh? Um, yeah, but yeah. still a gentleman, and mm-hmm. almost immediately offers like, all right, I'm gonna get the fire hand started, get some blankets. Yeah. Well, first it was reaching down to try to give a hand up, and she tried to pull him down, and he lifted her into the air. Yes, that so, was the best part <laughs> of it all. So like you understated it. She was it plotting. Was, he was, she was plotting to pull She's him like, the least I can do water. is return the favor, and she's ready yeah. to yank him down. But the moment she their hands came up. together. She was in the air because he, he just casually lifted her out. Yeah, well, well, she was pulling. Yeah, right. We did, we did already get this story. They they talked about it in season two, like they said. Do you yeah, that was their chance the to flashback it. Yeah, yeah, but they said you said over the time of the years ago in that pond. They said yeah, that. Well, I, I want a full on animated version of this book. But anyway, well, I'm with it's you. It's not about what I want. But I like the in my mind, it, it was kind of like a pull up. Like she was trying to pull him down. Mm-hmm. And he was lifting his arm up with her in it, so she just kind of pulled herself. He was into a him. stone, just yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, but it, what's the contrast is, and I keep going back to it in my mind to 2020 when we started this, or 2021, and we're like, she is a monster, she is a beast, she is awesome, and now we have this girl that literally is like. But Pulling still, pranks and she's so like, powerful and has tons of potential. So I was also thinking about in the in the regular series how we've heard from some of the Aes Sedai chain, uh, ch- talking to new novices and other like about how useless swords are, and you know even talking to Nynaeve about oh well if you could channel mm-hmm. healing why do the potions set the other, right. and as the Aes Sedai get older they get so confident in their their powers that I don't know maybe they get a little complacent with people that are extremely focused and good at one thing Mm -hmm. without the power. If they're totally focused and well-trained on it, like it's still a threat. And this is Moraine's introduction to that. She knows she has room to grow in the power, but even right now she's still pretty powerful. Um, She could take on a handful of people by herself. No issues. But laying in a sword? But being cut off guard by land, cat-like reflexes. Right. Yeah. So only yeah. to find out, not to fast forward too much here, but only to find out that Lan isn't even the fastest at yeah. this time. 
Yeah, he's not. We yeah, find we that, find that, we find that very shortly. But yeah, so um, the other two guys show up as she's drying off. Um, even though she's already dried herself off with the one power, she's trying to hide it because she doesn't want to give it away. So she's still bundled up in the blankets, acting like she's still wet, but she's actually completely dry. Um, and you know, the other two guys show up and they start talking, you know, about what to do with her. And she kind of overhears them and she's kind of steps out. She goes, um, um, I like to, um, you know, parlay and, and invoke my woman alone, right. Or something along those lines of like, eh. And then Bakuma's like, sure. Yeah. I'll pledge my allegiance to you. And lands like, damn it. <laughs> uh, so real quick, small thing we skipped. He knew what he was doing. There was the two guys coming down. One of the guys, uh, the younger one, mm -hmm. little bit of joking around, shit talking. Yeah. With regards to Moraine, mm -hmm. and Lan was so already defending drawn. her honor. Yep. Was already was defending, defending her honor. Her honor. Yeah. I mean, after sure. all of that, like, because mm -mm. he's like, "What she look like behind them curtains?" Oh yeah. Can I see your yeah. panty lines. Yep. Yeah, like, you've seen you've seen the Kyrie in her too. Can I go look? And nope. Yep. Land was having mm. none of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she claims her right as a woman alone. Uh, Bukama pledges to see her safely to Chachin. Um, and uh, that night also, they sh I guess it's uh they start playing that game. This is where they play the game where they see who's the fastest to draw. Right? Yeah, that, that's that's how Bukama. Tries to settle the other two guys down because there's that little yeah. bit of tension. Yeah. So he has it's, them play their game. When you have soldiers and they get really restless, giving them games to play is a really good way to defuse a situation. So, like back in the day, E was at this party. I threw a Halloween party back in the day, back when I lived in apartments. And somebody went to Fort Eustace and invited a ton of just E2s and E3. I mean, it, it wasn't me this time. No, no, no this smart. is before you're in the military. This is still college. Yeah. So, but they would invited a lot of these just soldiers to our party and they all showed up. And like, as soon as they showed up, like the keg kicked and it was empty. Yeah. So these guys were getting really upset because they came all the way from Fort Eustace to this house party. And then they find out there's no beer left because we drank it all. And, and it was tensions were getting a little high because they were like looking, they were already drunk. They wanted to start bar fights, yeah, house fights, and they're trying to start yeah. start crap. So immediately, quick on my thought on my on my thought process was like, "Hey, empty keg, hey guys, outside real fast." So like, what's going on? I was like, "Keg tossing contest, go!" <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that occupied them for a while. It occupied it for about an hour. Everybody calmed down. They just started throwing yeah. the keg. I was like, "Sweet." <laughs> yeah, same type of thing. It's uh, yeah, get the yeah, d d play the game, play the game, calm down. Just play the game. Look, competition. Competition. Oh, yeah. Let's do that instead. You had a great time. Um, and there's ways to test yourself against each other without, you know, killing each other. So let's try that yeah. first. And then at some point during the night, you know, Moraine, I guess, and they thought Moraine was sleeping at some point. And Lane makes some kind of disparaging mark. He's not talking to Moraine. He's talking to the other two guys. And he says something about Aes Sedai. He's just like, yeah, it could be worse. It could be Aes Sedai and something like that. And Moraine's like, all right, and just channels a calm of water. <laughs> and starts to just dark just, friend. Yeah. And <laughs> and she's Shadow in there spawned. like smirking, waiting for them to look at her, like, you know, like 
gotcha and they're just into like just stone face like all right we're here we're on top of it like mm-hmm. like completely like on guard like not like embarrassed or anything just like like well that didn't get the reaction i wanted like, <laughs> like yeah well where they come from they don't run into people playing games no there are beings out there constantly trying to kill them right so <laughs> yeah 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 so immediately they think shadow spawn like what shadow spawn is this <laughs> and rain's like it's not shadow spawn it's me I'm an ice die, you idiot. <laughs> and, and they're just like, oh, all right, moving on. Like she she never got the did really get the respect she was looking for. Even they found out. tonight. Wait, wait, tonight? Like yeah, tonight, tonight's unique. Tonight's got, unique. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think because we opened by saying these are fantastic chapters that they might have thought for a second we were gonna stay on topic. Yeah. Very excited about these chapters. Still also very excited about the 5,000 other thoughts that go through my head at any given moment. <laughs> I have no control over which one comes out. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry. I do a phenomenal job of getting us back on track, guys. I know it. I know it's, it's great. It's great. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, so uh, Calm of Water. As I scroll through Facebook. There, there's fish flopping at Lance's feet, and he's sitting there all in, like, warrior pose, getting ready to fight Shadow Spawn. And Rain's like, no, nah, it's just me. I'm just pulling a prank on you guys. And they're like, Why? Like, and they still sense. they still didn't get the reaction that Moraine was looking for. Instead of like them getting mad or like upset or like embarrassed, they're just like, "Oh, yeah, why, why, why would you do that?" <laughs> at this point, she's like, "Yeah, I was about to say." At this point, she looks like a child. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you know where you're at? You're doing those games out here. Yeah, dumb, dumb. Ain't nobody got time for that. <sighs> That's yeah. I've been there where I I try to go into a very serious setting and try to pull something and i just get the look just like why like yeah, especially the balloon, work the balloon animals at the funeral i know you meant well but uh, yeah. it didn't it didn't go over well it didn't go over well no. no sorry i thought it was hilarious <laughs> i mean the guy got bucked off of a horse and you kept making horses i don't know why i don't know why you thought people would enjoy that but however the letters i sent you in boot camp not that <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> Honey, I miss you. Oh yeah. Oh no, no. They were a lot more explicit than that. But um yeah. Yeah, when and he was in boot camp, so... I, I wrote him very, very uh loving love letters. Um on postcards. So his drill sergeant would get to read it first. Yeah, she didn't have to open anything to read it. She could just read it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We That's all got great. smoked for that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Appreciate you. That's where these came from. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got you to think. Out. Oh, how how many pushups hit the backside there? Got a little nugget starting to form again. Yeah, we're getting there. A minute, I thought he was about to get started doing pushups. No, yeah, no respect no. for games. Definitely learned this by the beginning of the main story. I thought, true. Yeah, Moraine's a lot more serious and a lot more like no bullshit by the by the time the. Of course, they've been doing this now. I mean, this is what twenty years before, or at least well, yeah. sixteen or no, twenty years. Yeah, Rand's twenty in the beginning of the books. Yeah, so yeah, I hate that we're running out of chapters here because I wanted to see a little bit more of their time together, developing together. So we know where they end up, what they end up becoming. Sure, I'd love to see a lot more of it, but yeah. I feel like I'm gonna have to imagine a lot of it. Well, so Robert Jordan was planning on writing, I think, a trilogy for prequels, mm. and he passed away. Yeah, so he yeah. never wrote it. Um, but it was also going to do more into Land of Moraine, and then also I think Tam, like the backstory of Tam. So, but, yeah, cool. 
and also he had uh, he had uh, sequels as well. But I'm not gonna talk about those yet because spoilers. <laughs> so, are you guys ready for chapter twenty? Sure. See, breath, preface at one. Full oh, see. Oh, see. I thought you said. I thought you were about to make a point. Like, see, the thing is, no, you're saying yes. Got it. Okay. Chapter twenty. Uh, so the next. You know morning, that like Spanish is this first language. Yeah, no. um, so the next morning, I guess they're having breakfast in this little town. Uh, yeah, Moraine tells tells Land, Bukama, and Reen to call her Lady Elise uh, as they prepare to ride towards Chachin. Um, Moraine spends more time speaking to Re- to Reen, um, who is very attentive to her and has kind of the hots for an Aes Sedai. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. He's trying to work his magic. He is. He's trying. And I think she is seriously contemplating. He's handsome. He's strong. Maybe he'll make a good warder. Yeah. Mm. He's looking at other things. And Rain's like, maybe I wonder how he dies. Good. Yeah. Well, um, they reach a little town called uh, Manala. Uh, Manala? 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 I don't know. Manala. Manala. That should be this song's or this <laughs> show's theme song. So they eat some breakfast, and then uh, once they're finished, um, she leaves the inn where they have stopped, and the men didn't notice that she's gone. So she's and Lance been impressed by this. She's like, "Huh? She was able to slip out without me even knowing. Impressive. Most most impressive." impressive. <laughs> <laughs> So they immediately, go looking for, they immediately go looking for and they they see her horse is still there. It's like, okay, she's not gone, gone. She's just gone. But yeah. Baby gone. So, a little gone. Just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> so there was a, a good question in chat. Was there a whole water training school in the book or was that a new invention by the main series? Um, I never heard tell of a water school, but... In this book? Are you talking about later in this book it's just not in new spring chat, so i'm assuming this book oh we haven't had a word training in this book yet yeah and i feel like Leon is pretty well trained though yeah i'm sure there's some ins and outs of watering that he needs but yeah fighting in general i think he's got that because there was a comment about Marin going out to find a warder. Oh, so you mean like as far as being able to pick warders from in the tower? Because they're training people like like Galad and 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 Gawain. Yeah, yeah. They're training a tower to come. So I think it's a mixture. I I think even in the main book series, they they there's certain warders that the Aes Sedai have found and made their warder outside of at that normal system. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a mix. What do you think, Chris? Are you sleeping? No, I was sitting back thinking that. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> no, I sit back. I have my eyes kind of kind of low. It's been a long. I didn't sleep all weekend. I I'm super stressed, but uh, I'm, I just barely made it here. But I wanted to be a part of this, and my mind started drifting to other thoughts. So, oh, do tell. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> Ever, ever since I ever since I flexed a little bit, showed him that little nugget of the tricep, he got real quiet. He got real quiet. I was like, I can't handle that. A little bit jealous. What was your question? I, I was just joking out with you. <laughs> <laughs> I <had no> question. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, so Bakamo's uh, uh, waiting at the end for Moraine's return. Lane and Reen go out to find her. Um, Lane finds her speaking to a woman there by the name of Avin Serene or Serhia. Um, he, mm. he eavesdrops, thinking mm-hmm. that from a normal distance, most people wouldn't notice he's eavesdropping. Yeah. When she finishes her conversation, she immediately right. addresses him. Would yeah. you like for me to show you what I think of you eavesdropping? Yeah. But then he immediately asked questions that shows he 100% heard everything she said when she was trying to be sneaky. So and they're kinda, trying to kind of be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. But they're still showing each other, like, hey, you're working on my level here. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you're working on my level. Like, no, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Lan even suggests that, like, maybe her search will go faster for you. Let's them help. Very and Ryan's true. like, no, nah, I'm good. And she takes off. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, bro. I, I don't need your help. I'm good. I, well, there's still this tension amongst them uh, that, you know, like this. I think they trust that they're not. They both think each other are not dark friends at this point, but there's still this level each other. of. Yeah. There's still this level of what's, what's your end game? Like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Well, Lan, well, so Lan, Lan was disrespected because she offered money with the request yeah. for protection. Yes. So that, that damage is on her. And well, she, she didn't still know, has this. So. Well, she didn't know, but he knows, so he feels it. But he's not communicating it. Uh, yeah. But she also is. Oh, I'm to die. And once they knew, it should have been blah blah blah. You know, and she's been conjuring up ways to kind of torture land because of it. Well, and the push in the pond. You know, get back at him. There's of ants. Yeah. There's wasps. There's well, and, and so you got to put it from his perspective. This whole time, he still doubts that she's eyes to die because he's used to the still of an Aes Sedai. And here we have a young Aes Sedai who still hasn't mastered the facial expressions completely, who still is, I'm not going to call her quick to anger, but easy to anger, who is slightly manipulated, who won't use all of her resources to her advantage, mm-hmm. like if it had been any other Aes and she's Sedai. Still, and she's still upset that Lan hasn't apologized. Correct. Right. Yeah. So rather than talking about it, communication in the wheel of time, um, she just assumes that he knows that she's upset. And rather than just making it obvious, she decides to keep on pulling pranks on him, <laughs> like making him itch. Into it. <laughs> I can't judge that because young Ian did stuff like that. Yeah. In true. my mind, I was that thinking was about me. that part. And I was thinking, man, it's cool how like the magic interacts with you know other things like moraine can touch the ants and make them do things she can touch the wasp and make them do things and i was like it's kind of like the the aviatories in one of the sanderson books you've you spoiled me alan you've you've ruined me now i I can't in my mind i'm like it would be cool if these magic systems were in these books like this is what i'm sitting here thinking this whole time i'm like what if they could do this in this book and yeah. yeah, but you don't, you don't need magic don't to Avery. manipulate yeah. insects. Have y'all, seen the, have y'all seen the video of that guy that puts a little crumb of food down on the ground, waits for an ant to come check it out, and then when the ant runs off, he picks it up, and the ant comes back with a whole line of ants that he just told that there's food there, mm-hmm. and they're all looking <laughs> around for it, and he's dying laughing. He's like, they ain't never going to trust your ass again. Ah, like, yeah, you can manipulate ants. And I used to call wasp on my brother, my brother all the time. 
we had a uh, like an old school clothesline in our backyard, but the caps always popped off and the wasp would go in there. Oh, and whenever yeah. my brother was near one side, I'd run to the middle, grab the line and twang it. Oh, and all yeah. the wasps would shoot out the pole and whoever's nearby got stung first. There's yeah. a, there's a, there's a guy no on TikTok. Involved. There's a guy on TikTok that says that and he does videos uh, or maybe on YouTube. My name is TikTok. It might be YouTube. But he does these videos where he goes up to Ant Hills and he's like, He's like, maybe if I do it for enough generations, I can become their god. So he'll go and like throw something to Ant Hill. It's like, I am the destroyer. They'll take a cake and throw it in there. He's like, and now I give you stuff. <laughs> like, and now I give you sugar and food. And like, then I destroy you. And then I like, it's like, so you see this big thing that destroys you and gives you stuff at the same time. Maybe they'll eventually create this whole religion around me being there. <laughs> maybe maybe after several generations of this happening over and over again the colony oh yeah the big guy's coming he's gonna destroy us or he's gonna give us stuff i don't know <laughs> see they're gonna break the world or save it or save it seven. or maybe he'll destroy it with the kick you know just throw the whole kick into the <laughs> yeah, there's certain it. things that i enjoy that if they were to kill me i'd you know put it on my yeah. tombstone i ain't mad about it yeah. it's the way to go so it's a hell of a way to go. <laughs> uh, I think uh, the Monty Python's did the whole thing in a meaning of life. Um, yeah, there's a whole there's a whole scene about that. Um, so you guys ready for the next chapter? Because we're, we're here. Yeah, chapter twenty one. Some tricks of the power. It's not fun. what I thought it was going to be about. It's a fun. It's a fun chapter. No, we 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 learned about some tricks in this chapter. Yeah. See. Um, so the trip to Chanchen is extremely memorable for Lan. <laughs> um, aside from expecting bugs and waters and this, that, and the other sand and yes, this sand. and the other. Yeah, because Marengu's on playing all of these pranks on land, attempting to extract an apology for throwing her in the pond. Uh, each night she has a different surprise for him. She uh, flicks him with invisible switches whenever he tries to drift to sleep, put sand in his clothes. Ants in his, his underwear. He just stays. He's no reaction, like a totally G. You like he rode in the saddle, dirty and grimy. And never reacted. Like getting nothing. That's all you got. Said it. It's kind of like when you're a parent with toddlers. So I'm out of this, but Alan, you're in it. Think I mean, it. after a while, you just sit and there. Think of it. And they're throwing stuff at you, and you um, sit down, um, and you got a um, Lego up your butt, and then, you know, you're, you're just like this. Is it, is this all you got? you got? One of them throws up in front of you. You're like, that's it. I can handle this. Yeah. That's nothing. This is what that's a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Moving right along. Yep. This is life. Yeah. My, my son's gotten to that point where like, he's like, Dad, I'm strong. He's six. He's like, Dad, I'm strong. He's like, Does this hurt? I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to keep him in his place. You can't make him think he's more than one. Not guy. at all. The, the best is when you let them just punch as hard as they absolutely can punch you in the gut and yeah. they end up hurting themselves mm -hmm. like that's yeah. and the look on their face. They're like, you're made of steel. I'm like, yeah, yeah there's some fluffy layers there. Just, yeah. a few, just fluffy fluff. But yeah. Yeah. For the first time ever, my, my, my son learned about arm wrestling. So he asked me if he wanted to arm wrestle. <laughs> that was fun. Always feel like big man on campus. We throw them completely to the ground. I it was not for this. I, you know, I, I I sat there and he he went to, he ended up going two hands. You know, trying to and I just, just kept still. Yeah, and then I, I don't let my kids my whole body time. into it. <laughs> I just slowly went over and just like you lose. Sorry. <laughs> 
that's I mean, it's one of the rules I taught my son very early on that he plays against me in anything competitive. I'm never going to let him win, but I'm going to be very, very happy the day he beats me. Um, like yeah. even like things like chess, like uh, I taught him how to play chess. And even though it's um, like he has not come close to ever getting close to beating me at this point in chess at all. He knows how the places move. That's pretty much it. He has no theory at all. Yeah. And um, yeah, we uh, I told him from day one, like, don't get discouraged. You're not going to win for a while, but keep trying. And, You'll get there. Yeah. I said, I'm not going to let you. I'm not going to let you win. And I told him that. I'm never going to let you win. Like, I want you to earn a win. Um, and I'm not trying to be mean about it. Like, I'm just not. Yeah. And, and we have that, a good. We have a good life lesson around it. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not like we're. Lesson. I'm being mean to them. I'm just like, hey, listen. This is how it's going to be. Like, you're going to learn how to be better. By my nephews know. Like, if you compete against me, I'm going to. I will dial back, but I'm not going to lose on purpose. Yeah. None of that. I will. I will though. dial back to the point. Ooh. Grandmasters. I never played against a grandmaster. Um, I, I played against an IM, uh, and I have beat when I was in eighth grade. I beat an IM, international master. Um, oh, wow. Uh, when I was in eighth grade, because I played, uh, I was a geek when I was in middle school. Then when I went to high school, I tried to be cool and didn't do all that stuff. But I was mm. in middle school. Um, I was in the chess club and there was the an books, IM. everything. Yeah. <laughs> I played Magic the Gathering. I was a super dork. Um, oh, yeah. But, um, and then when I got to high school, I was like, no, I'm too cool for all that. And I didn't do it anymore. But then I got back in the chess as I got older. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. But anyway. Um, so. Again, my nephews, basketball. They, they all love basketball. I'm like, I'm bigger than you. I'm taller than you. I'm shot. Well, I'm going to beat you. Okay. Because you're not going to come to the outside. Correct. I am going to win. Okay. But yeah. if I get that rebound, just know. Guaranteed points gamed over with like in the end and i'm gonna let you do everything you could do within your power besides hit me and my cojones to win this game and you're going to lose yep and i'm yep. a joke on you for it because that's just what our what we do in our culture yeah you're from if you're from the 757 from newport news you're getting joked on when you lose i don't care what it is yeah but made it stronger yeah Ah, you only lasted seven seconds and I lasted eight. Man, there's nothing my boss could say in the workplace that'll ever get me down. Because they'll come, they'll come soft. They'll be like, uh, Ian, this really wasn't your best work. And I'm like, that's all you got? Like, I didn't even try here. It's very obvious that I took what you told me. I was like, I don't really want to do it, but I'm going to give you something. I made something, I'm going to turn it in. I handed you a pile of garbage. You have so much opportunity here to give me shit. And you're going to go with, looks like it's not your best work. You, you do better. Go back to your office and do better. Do better. Mm-hmm. Think of a better insult. Per my email. Right. That, yeah, <laughs> per my email. I don't give a damn. That's kind of how Moraine was with Lance. She's like, hey. I give I give my boss hell. Do better. Um, I, I, I walk in and just give him crap all the time. I don't think he's ever given me crap, but I go into his office all the time. And he asks, like, how are things going? It's like, not, it's like, be a lot better if you weren't screwing things up for me, man. Like, <laughs> God, you have one of those two? <laughs> Uh, we have we have a really good working relationship though, so that's great. Um, I got mine thinks um, we do too. What do you say? Mine thinks we do too. Yeah, my branch leader thinks I'm his best friend, and I'm not yeah. saying he's not a cool guy, but no, I, I mean, no, I I, I do thoroughly. I mean, like 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 my boss, like hang out with him and stuff. I mean, I would definitely it's, hang it's out with different him. Different in my field than because I, I worked in retail banking before, so it's a little different too in that 
than it is yeah. in our world because it's a boss, but it's not a boss because they don't pay me. Yes, but I'm not gonna get it down. So yeah, yeah. you're good. I understand. It's kind of like the relationship with Moraine and Lan right now. You could tell there's things about each other they respect, but yeah. in, instead of coming out and saying, "Hey, I respect this about you," they're still nudging each other, feeling each other out. Sure. So then after all the pranks, it goes back to Moraine's point of view. Um, uh, Moraine's concerned that um, that she can't bring him, that's quote unquote, bring him properly to heal. There's her problem number one. I'm trying to get I don't ready. know if that's ever going to happen. Um, with any and, man. With any man. Yeah. Um, soon they reach a little village named uh, Ravidia. 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 I can't pronounce these names. It is the R word. Ravine. 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 It's a ravine. Um, where Moraine continues to search for um, Avine. Avine in Ravine. Um, uh, Avin Rav, for short. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is here that she finds the woman, but the child was born 30 miles from Dragon Mount. And a week too early. So and, all this work. And that lady's trying to name her bed and breakfast, the White Tower. Yeah. And it's like, you think that's a good idea? Marine's like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. That's going to be great. <laughs> I got to leave. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the White Tower restaurant in uh, in England. No, that's White Castle. No, no. In England, there's a White Tower restaurant. And on Twitter, they have a Twitter profile. And then, like, once Wheel of Time started blowing up, they started getting tagged on everything. And they had to make official message. Like, we have nothing to do with Wheel of Time. We never read the books. There is literally a white tower down the street that we named our restaurant after. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but you tag us in everything. (laughs) (laughs) Which probably just caused people to tag them more. Yeah, it did. Yeah, That was great. (laughs) response. The white tower. They're trying to throw us off. The white tower. (laughs) So... So if you ever want to go to the White Tower restaurant in, in, in England, um, there, apparently there is one. I think it's outside of Manchester. Um, so. Um, it's, so it's people Chester. Yeah. Alan, get it right. People, okay. I'm sorry. Or persons sorry. Chester. Per- persons Chester. So after leave, leaving uh, Ravenda, uh, they continue their journey until a group of uh, assassins. Rather large group this go round. Yeah. yeah, they're not assassins. Yeah, this large group. brigands. Brigands. Yeah, they're brigands. Yeah. They're, yeah, they are looking for opportunity. They just want to rob some people and keep it yeah. moving. Yeah, and they and they they roll up and it it just seems this is not how brigands do things. They don't talk. Like I don't care. <laughs> like she just writes. They don't up, care just, about you. They hey, don't guys, need to know listen, where you're going. Listen, I'm I die. You gotta turn around. Like that doesn't happen. They attack first. Like, but anyway, yeah. that's um. But yeah, Moraine, um, it, while this is happening, Moraine's asking Lan why he's allergic to wasps because I guess she's planning her next uh, fun thing for the night. It's like, I don't want to kill the guy. <laughs> hey, Lan, are you allergic to wasps? Because he looks at her with horror and she's like, oh, really? He must be. And then she's like, oh, wait, is that an arrow coming out yeah. of his chest? Shink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Not this yep. sword. Although kudos to Moraine, like how quickly she's able to channel and she has puts a, sh- a shield of air around land before she shields herself. Right. And she's not sure why she did that. But right. 
and then she wraps the assassin up with with air and immediately like Bakuma that. and Reen right two arrows right into him. Yeah. And she feels bad. She's like, I didn't mean to assist in the killing. Like I was trying to hold him so we could talk, not so nah, he knew what you were doing. She was like, Target practice, guys. They were like, Yes, we so was it before this or after this? It's before this. We we skipped over the brigands, didn't we? These are the brigands. No, no, no. no the there's two run-ins. You the are skipping. The, there are two run-ins. So the big group is the one that they catch on the road, and right. kind of scares them off. Then and and Moran's upset. Like if they attacked, well, I could have like done something about them. But like Lan is like, we're gonna fight, and they're like, yeah, you can fight, but we're gonna take all. We just want all the jewels. And yeah, are they like, really yeah. brigands? Or were they hired by someone? Nah, these ones were actually brigands. These Seems ones. Us. This group. Nah. Ashishina. This group is like 50 people. They're don't not. Don't tell me this is Don't tell me this is Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Sorry, I just got into that. It's <laughs> about right. No, the, 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 the second group. Or second person. The second person yeah, was, assassin. was assassin. Hundred percent. I'm talking about the first group. The, nah, the first we just skipped group, over all that. Yeah, the first group. I was there, but not fully there. That group was definitely there for the advantage of catching people on the roadside. Yeah. Because one guy was like, yeah. "I told you she was an eye to eye. Like we shouldn't be messing with her." And then, literally, stuff just started happening to spook people off, and they all started running. Yeah. They, if they were well like trained, or, like, yeah, not, we're out. If they were well trained, if they actually had a legitimate agenda, they would not mm-hmm. have run off like that. You mm-hmm. know, at the end of the day, it was more along the lines of right. But we do know that the second guy said he told us to take her out. For, told me to take her out first, and I didn't listen. And it was a yeah. guy. Well, they know. So, Let's backtrack. They know the guy. They do know, yes. In the second instance, they know the guy. They don't know the guy that hired the guy. No, they don't. But they know the guy because he's the same guy that came out when Land got attacked by the six people in the previous chapter and said, you have the Dark Ones on luck. Yeah. yeah. It's the same guy. And he's like, you yeah, do have the Dark Ones on luck. If you, had, if you had moved just the right way, it would have been right through your heart. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah. Magic. They, just like, why? Why would you do this? Like, they ask him that. He's like, gold. Like why else? Money. Like money. Dude. They paid me. Yeah. And now before any of y'all shrug at that, okay? You gotta put in perspective. If it's a pile of gold coins, let's say that's the equivalent of like let's let's put a number that most people it's it's almost just out of reach of even figuring out how you'd spend it. Let's call it a billion dollars. If somebody offered you a billion dollars, like what would be on the list of things you'd be willing to do for a billion? It's like the whole thing. Dollars. Like I'll give you a million a dollars. I would do for every time you push the button, and then <laughs> I'll give you a million dollars every time you push the button. I start pushing the button. It's like and then every time you push the button, someone random dies. <laughs> right. you said at random does that mean random is and i know who they are or just random all right <laughs> one out of seven billion odds of me knowing i'm pretty yeah. slim and if i do know them odds of me liking them also slim <laughs> yeah no anyways for a billion dollars there's a lot i would do and i'm and i'm fairly well i'm fairly blessed my needs yeah. are met but for a billion or 30 grand there's a lot i'd do there's a list of things the, I'd do for 30. It goes back to the whole Winston Churchill thing. Um, was it the, 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 the Churchill quote? 
Uh, he was talking to the Duchess of York. Was it? I, I might be butchering who it was he was talking to, but he was at a dinner party and he asked her for a million pounds uh, British currency. Uh, would you sleep with me? And she said, sure, for a million. And she goes, how about one pound? And she says, what do I look like, a whore? And she says, well, we've already established that. Now we're just negotiating. <laughs> a million dollar uh, whore or one dollar whore it's still a whore <laughs> before you laugh too hard we're all whores yeah we're all whores yeah i'm driving to work to be a government it's the old, tomorrow. It, they, and i'm not sure how true that story is but it's something they do teach in some economics classes just that like at some point everyone has a price um yeah yeah but some people that don't uh i think like elon musk doesn't have a price everybody um, has a price i don't know if he does the richest person in the world, like what? Don't, like, why does he care? Like, I don't know. Um, I, don't think know, he cares. I think the guy's crazy. But um, wait, Spotify. We we cleared. They, no, he doesn't. Does he on Spotify? No, that's Jeff Bezos. We're good. Okay. All right. <laughs> sure we Making sure we don't get uh, any problems with the podcast. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, he's crazy, um, and I don't own any of his cars, so. Let's see. Uh, yeah, so this whole assassin thing, pretty crazy. Um, and, you know, Moraine offers to heal as well. Um, Aggressively heals Lan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shot to the system. And he actually reacts. And she's like, yes, he reacted to it. But like, and maybe barely, plants barely. a little, not the same as a bond, but plants a little connection to him. Plants a, so we've plants learned- a little tracker. What, like there's from no no this is from book one yeah this is from book well i know one. there's the there was the coin thing no no remember in book one oh, with the when healing Nynaeve, oh yeah when Nadine the finds them and he says who have you healed amongst our group she's like i healed Gwaine. He goes yeah because once you heal someone you can track someone but my point is lan is aware of it yeah yeah so i don't know if it means she did anything more strongly or they were just destined to be bonded that they had some sort of connection beyond the, the bond yeah. that I said I can create but he comments not long after about and I don't think it's a lustful I can't get her out of my mind but certainly from that moment going forward he's constantly like I'm just so aware of her sure you know? yeah yeah so she also tries to heal the guy that they shot they're like why He's She's like, so we can go to the justice and do just like, no. Well, and then she <laughs> also sent him and she went through his stuff, found a few things, but they let the horse go before she uh-huh. was able to go through that. So, because I want to know who sent them. Yeah. Yeah. Learn, and- that, learn a little more that Lan is a bit of a softy. He lets the mm-hmm. horse go so the horse can fend for itself until somebody finds him. Yeah. And they go, they go through stuff, and they find find the gold, and they refuse to take it. They're like, "Nope, we're not taking that guy's money." Right. I just snap you all up. <laughs> no <laughs> comment. Real well that night. And uh, we've talked enough about where we're from. Yes. I think everybody knows we're get rich or die trying. I, I found a wallet. It was empty of all the money already. All right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Here's your wallet back. <laughs> Look, at least I'm giving you your debit cards and your ID. I'm gonna do you that much favor. I'm saving you a trip to the DMV and a trip to the bank. Be- I had a- I, if I lost my wallet, I'd be okay if somebody took a hundred bucks out of it, but I got everything else. I am grateful. I would be a okay with that. <laughs> my roommate in college, he wasn't from Newport News, and he's from the country. 
Um, and he was walking outside of our apartment late one night, walking back from a bar. And some guy walked up to him and asked for change for a 10. And he pulls his wallet out. And the guy immediately pulls pulls a pew pew, a gun out. Yep. Jabs his ribs and says, how would you give me the whole thing? Him being from the country and not scared of firearms at all. Just as soon as looks at the guy dead in the eyes, goes, man, can I just give you the cash? Like, I don't want to go to the DMV tomorrow, dude. I do not want. And the guy just sits there and looks at him like stunned that the guy's even negotiating. He's like, yeah, yeah just give me the cash. He's like, here's $10. Like, I, that's all I got in cash. Like, please, like, yeah, nothing else on. is worth anything to you yeah. in here. Like, yeah. <laughs> like doesn't I worth don't, it. don't want to do it, man. I give you my debit and credit cards. I'm canceling them tomorrow. If you kill I me, you, you know. By the door. Like, as soon as I go walk inside, I'm canceling. I'm like, just take the cash. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I'll even go to the ATM. I'll draw an extra 20 for you. Clearly, you, clearly you need it. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, just don't take my wallet, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to sit the TV. <laughs> I think the guy actually felt for him for a second. I was like, "All right, yeah, that does kind of suck." <laughs> just get the cash. <laughs> oh no, I mean, I'll shoot you, but I ain't sending you the fucking DMV. Like, no, yeah, man, I ain't yeah, gonna do no, that to you. I'm <laughs> just gonna make you bleed a little bit. But I ain't gonna yeah. torture you. Yeah, DMV's rough. <sighs> so, um, yeah, um. Marine checks the palace for the. Uh, let's see. Uh, where was that? My notes. The horse just left. They're moving on. Yeah. Marine checks to see if there's any like notes or anything like that or anything that you can find. There's nothing. Um, you know, they removed the arrow from from the sh- from land shoulder and Marine heals land. Yeah. Gets a little reaction. That's the end of this chapter. So it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Any of your thoughts or any, anything from all this? It's, it's a fun chapter. It's fun seeing Moraine and Lan in the beginning. I, I enjoy this this interaction between them before they're yeah. border and I, I like before they're bonded. Well, like, like I said, like I was enjoying this in, until you mentioned that we're basically at the end of the book, and I wasn't paying attention when I looked at. It, I was like, oh my gosh, we're almost out of this. Yeah. I would love a lot of this. Yeah, but I'm enjoying it while I'm here. It's yeah. pretty, it's neat. Enjoy what you can. Yeah, take take what you get, can get, man. That's. <laughs> In life, yeah, lately. All right, so final chapter is chapter 22 keeping custom. Um, so they reach Chachin, Lynn bids Moraine a farewell and uh takes off towards the palace because he's there on a mission as well. So, this is all land chapter. He's yeah. he's gonna try to find this woman who's been causing all these problems and all these assassins and trying to kill him because she wants to raise the golden crane, and uh, yeah. It doesn't quite uh, end up. But he gets super close. They welcome him in. He gets a summons to go see her. And he goes, no, I'm claiming uh, traveler's rights. I need to rest. Like he rushes there just to be Mm -hmm. like, nah. He's he's, he's playing the game. He's playing. He thinks he's playing the game. (laughs) That's the funny part. He thinks he has any cards to play. Yeah. He's not at the table playing cards. He's serving drinks and snacks to the people playing the game. Yeah. He thinks yeah. he's playing the game. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he's uh, at the inn, I guess, drinking. And then um, or it's not drinking. They're just hanging out, right? Well, there there is a little bit. They go inside the barracks. Oh, yeah, the I was barracks. say he's, he's in a more official room. It's not an inn. It's, 
barracks. Yeah. Part he of the lands in the end after the fact, but he goes to the barracks with the rest of the crew because his objective to make sure that the people under him are at least satisfied. And of course, you know, yeah. Miss Prithpanth wants his own room. And Land's like, huh, I can sleep anywhere. I can sleep on the ground. So this is perfect for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it. <clears throat> I like the Mount Curie. Yeah. And I like hearing about the structure. I don't know that I'd be able to keep up with all of it because they have so many different caveats to the when and the where and the why and the how you do things. Mm-hmm. And it's just very militaristic in that sense. But then you kind of get that opportunity for leadership growth with the coming years because you can easily. Um, yeah. I lost the train of thought. But yeah, so. Uh, right. I don't know. I don't know where you're going. It was geared towards seeing the, the development. I lost my train of thought. Okay. So anyway, once Lane gets to the barracks, he changes something more suitable. Um, Eden, Eden uh, sends a messenger to him uh, to you know, summon him. And, you know, that's when he responds back, uh, traveler's rights, I need to recover. So upon hearing this, Eden sends a note to him saying, come to me, sweetling, come to me now. And Lane takes the note and the search of the fire. He's like, meh. <laughs> Games. Uh, well, I got, okay, so going back to that train of thought, you can see where when Lan and Moraine finally hook up with the others and the crew, where his mind goes with his level of protection, how particular he is. And also you can see the, the shift in his demeanor as he relaxes, if you can call it that, more when he's around Moraine when they're in that situation. Sure. And, you know, we also, looking at his relationship with Nynaeve, things are kind of, after the interaction with his lessers and then the interaction with this woman, I, I kind of feel for him a little bit more and understand more why he did things the way he did with Nynaeve. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, so finally, um, after all this, the... I can't pronounce a mistress Romar, Romera comes mm-hmm. to ask if he is rested enough to be received by Prince Breeze. Br- Breeze, Breeze. Um, we'll use that name. I like it. Yeah. Breezy. Breezy. Um, Lane is led to a large formal hall with Kandori lords and ladies, and they're all, you know, hanging out. Um, the women are wearing Kaisan, the men are wearing Hadoris. Um, they're all formal. And Lan greets everybody and says hello. And then um, the prince leads Lan to Eden, who's there. And she immediately kneels well, down. No, he starts the conversation between him and his son. So yeah. he does. He greets Lan. He gives Lan sure. time to kind of collect himself and to gather. And then the boy steps in, does a formal bow, Lan returns. Ask a million uh, questions. He's yeah. like, do you remember that time when you were eight? And then, of course, he does the contrast when I was eight. I was, and of course, Lan asked the question of the father, the prince. Like, don't you remember you were eight? And then in his mm-hmm. mind, he goes, when I was eight, I was becoming a freaking warrior. warrior. Let yeah. this kid have a childhood. We'll yep. give him a childhood because we're working so, hard for that childhood. He, he indulges him and answers yep. his questions. And he does. Yeah. And then. Did you fight Aiel? Are the 10 feet tall? Are they? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Did you see Tarval? He's like, I can't bring it to him. This and he's him, like, all boy, these cities are the same size of the city we're in right now. Like, it's, Dad's <laughs> like, boy, he's got somebody to talk to. He's got business to handle. Yeah. And that's where Eden comes in and immediately kneels down, takes she his hand, and swears fealty to land. He and everybody's like, everybody's the golden crane, the golden crane, Candor rides from up here. Good and, move on her part. And lands like, no, the kingdom's dead. There is no king. Like that, that that's been lost. That'd be like that'd be like people having a meeting and just declaring that, you know, since I'm from, from a block away growing up down there, that now now I'm in charge of the Woodsong posse down in the Woodsong apartments that got raised to build Heritage High School. It's yeah. gone. Yeah. It ain't it's coming gone. back. No, no. Ain't nothing left. No. I mean, even if they did it, it's just a title that will probably just get me in trouble for holding it. <laughs> it don't come with nothing but trouble. <laughs> probably. Yeah. God, I don't even, I'm so out of it. I don't even know the Kings and Uber News anymore. But I, I only risk mention that one because that one is definitely not coming back. Yeah. It's, it's gone, gone. I know the Deep Creek boys are dead too. That was an, another one that was from yeah. downtown, but they called themselves Deep Creek boys, which was weird. Mm. But uh, so the sketchiest of gang activity has actually moved into Williamsburg. Oh, really? So they like okay. task force. Yeah, if you got any uh, law enforcement friends that work into these task force, talk to them. It, it's always where on the edge of where you have the low income and the high mm-hmm. income, where they're clashing, where that money is fueling. It, it's yeah. you mean Richmond. Worst. You mean the capital? Richmond like is an odd it. blend. God, you have different strange. pockets of it. Yeah. Yeah, Richmond's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's, Richmond, once you know it, it's yeah. easy to navigate. Yeah, Richmond's With like Will, one of those cities. Like you can literally odd. walk two streets, and it's like the nicest place. And two streets goes bad, then goes nice again, then goes bad. Like there's not there's not clear cuts. In Richmond, it's really right. weird. There's some streets yeah. when you pass some guy on the opposite side of the street, you do the upwards head nod, and then there's some you got to do the the downward head nod. And if you get it wrong, it's risky. Mm-hmm. If you're not sure, just wait to see what they do and respond in kind. <laughs> Pretty much. So. See, I always thought the upper head nod's like, what's up? And the, the, the downward's like, you know what I know. You, you know. Right? But look, <laughs> if they give you, that's what I'm saying. If they give you the downward nod, they're letting you know, be like, you know, you know what you're you know getting what's into. Up. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I know. I'm going to keep on walking. For any country folk to listen to us and never been to a city, if anybody from the inner city comes up to you and says, Hey, let me talk to you for a second, do not talk to them. Uh, <laughs> walk, keep walking. <laughs> you about to get robbed. <laughs> um, yeah, tips from the Will Reads. Um, so yeah, so after this, uh, Eden starts laying it on thick, like thick, thick. She's talking about all the things that she wants to do, and she's like, Oh, you're still unwed. You know, I got for a daughter. Him. For him, not to him. You know, I got a daughter. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's just gross. Like, I, I've been sleep. I slept with you. Like, what do you mean? You're trying to like pawn off? You're like, it's up to me to decide who my daughter marries. Exactly. And like, she's <laughs> right there in age. Yeah. So in this moment, I again, I was thinking we don't have much left in this book. How to land and rain finally come together. Where Lan was a chapter ago, I'm like, there's no way he rushes into and just goes, okay, I'll be your warder. Now I, now I also know why he had some sympathy and empathy for Loyal. Mm-hmm. When Loyal was running from marriage, he's like, no, we, we need to take care of Loyal. We need, 
as long as he wants to keep running, we're gonna help him run. Yeah, that makes we, more we sense. Gotta, we gotta cover I didn't my boy. Think about loyal. I did not <laughs> think about loyal at all. We're gonna cover him. But now I could see Land being like, "Oh my gosh, I don't want this decided for me. How do I get out of this?" And then he's gonna he's gonna try to run away, like in the middle of the night. But also, Moraine is going to run away in the middle of the night, and they trip over each other. She's mm. like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "What are you doing?" And then he spills the beans. She's like, "Well." You want, you want to be my Take warner? These three beans and yeah, she, red pill or blue pill. She's embracing sighting. She trips. He trips. She accidentally channels. Accidentally, and like the the weaves go into. I was like, shit, that just happened. Um, this is awkward. Yeah, you sound like some fifteen year old Southern Baptist girl trying to explain to her daddy how she accidentally got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> We were afraid from high school. So I was getting to- out of the shower and I had left the door unlocked. So he had just come in to go to the bathroom. And I was like, whoa, whoa. I, I, I'm not then- going to mention names, but we have a friend that we went to high school with that went to Liberty University, which is a very conservative university. It has a lot of rules around dating and all sorts of like that. And he knocked up his girlfriend while in college. She, she also went to Liberty. Um, and the amount of bs that came out of his mouth i'm not gonna say names but like i was like that's not what happened (laughs) (laughs) it was an accident (laughs) that's not what happened it's okay Hmm. i'm not judging you at all but that's not what happened (laughs) so um yeah um litter box so yeah it gets a uh, betrothed and he and land refuses thinking that's disgusting and horrified but then she's like well if you're not gonna take my daughter at least you can take me tonight and that's kind of his chapter ends. yeah because uh, i don't know that he necessarily <laughs> got betrothed it was mentioned but yeah she but started like, fingering his hair that was in his hand like, like well, hey I'll just do this instead you can lay beside me and undress me mm-hmm. she just said some insults to him too she's like oh man your face is not as pretty as it was when you were younger. <laughs> you're gonna be ugly when you get old you're gonna be ugly when you get old but those yeah. hands Mm, I still like those hands. Come over here. Undress me for me. <laughs> Take these mm. buttons off. Jordan, you dog. Um, so I like his style. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. Let wandering minds imagine. Yeah. Any final thoughts? <clears throat> I had a thought today unrelated okay. to this particular book. It's more thoughts related to how Jordan didn't finish writing his final books and the Mm -hmm. final books were written by Sanderson Mm -hmm. based strongly off of notes of which he had a ton. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people can speculate that, okay, this is the, the gist of what Robert Jordan wanted to do to finish. Um, but in a Brandon Sanderson, but in a Brandon Sanderson style, but here's the truth of it. You can still only look at the final books as, uh, just another possible turning of the wheel. Hmm. And even though we had all of these notes, if Jordan would have lived another year, another two years, what might've happened in his life to change the way he wanted to write these characters? What if hmm. he lived another four years, was able to write a couple more books, but in the time frame, uh, he lost his wife or something horribly tragic or something dark that took him to a place where he was betrayed by somebody he trusted. So then he takes, he could take those notes and throw them out. Yeah. And and write a twist to one of our main characters in the end. Yeah. And had Jordan lived, it might have been completely different books. And or we'll HBO never, we'll offered them a ton of money to make it into a series before it was finished. And then he decided not to write anymore because he's making a ton of money off HBO money. 
And, uh, I don't think you would call him that. That's rat. George R. R. Martin. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I mean, we, anyways, we just, we don't really know. We could say all the confidence with all the yeah. notes that it's as close yeah, RJ, to what it Yeah, been, some, but... some of the parts from the, the, the last three books are like, there's large, there's large chunks that are 100% RJ's words. Sure. But until, until released, you're telling me you don't have artistic friends or friends that write friends that paint friends that exp express themselves through their art that when things in their real life happen and it doesn't have to be bad things. It could be really good things as well. Like yeah. it, it, they can change their direction and where they're going on a project because of, you know, their new change perspective on life because of, of influences. So just by him living longer, things would have changed. You can't assume it would have got more refined and be a better version of the same thing. It could have been radically different. You never know. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not drunk or high enough for this conversation. It's going to get down that rabbit hole where you're in the first. I could go like, full multiverse if. with you, but yeah. Yeah. What if, um, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 RJ had plenty of things in his notes that he changed for the books and yeah, it's wild. Yeah. The amount of stuff that he changed over the course of writing his books is insane. Um, Cause there are, there's even things within the books that we've read so far that he changed midway through the series because fans respond to certain things, certain ways. And we'll get to those when the reveals come out. Um, but like, he was like, fans were like onto him. So he retconned and <laughs> retconned would and, change uh, up on it. It changed up the entire path. Of certain characters oh, you, you think, you know, me, you think, you know, no, you that's think, not what happens. You think there's a formula to this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Perfect. Yeah, check out his first manuscript, "The Eye of the World" in Charleston. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, any final thoughts before we get a favorite character? No. Okay, favorite character. Ian. Mm. Uh, who was the older guy? Is it Bakuma? Bakuma. Yeah. Bakuma. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I just like the part where the two guys were ready to scrap, and you know he he knew he had two young warriors that neither one was going to back down and they could find a way to like seriously hurt each other but he found a way to get them to compete and get out of their system and keep everybody alive mm -hmm. give him some props for that mm -hmm. yeah i want to play that game with you well a speed game i have a chance at. You're, i was about to say i'm kidding you're faster <laughs> say a speed game i got a chance yeah. i'm not as fast as i used to be i'm close but if we're throwing on weights, I mean, I'll I'll play that game with you just so I can take my turn and then watch you and be like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Dude, arthritis <laughs> my right knee. Like, I just would be slow. <laughs> I'm an old man. I'll have a knee cracking uh, contest with you. I, I can get my right knee going pretty good. I get my wrist. Mm -mm, mm -mm. My favorite character would have to be. Lan is kind of like the cop out answer. That's a good answer, though. But Lan is a very good answer. It's pretty quality. Because we're seeing the one thing that I was afraid we would not get from Lan when I first met him, which is character mm -hmm. and understanding of his character. Like, when we first met Lan, he was roaming in his multicolored coat, stalking in the shadow, and kind of giving his opinion here and there. But it wasn't like a fully engaged person. Mm -hmm. And right now what we're getting is a king, legitimately a king in control of hundreds, well, no, thousands, if not tens of thousands of subjects. 
if he chose he to. Does, and he doesn't even want him. Yeah. So let that's... me say, let me change mine, and not to take away from Bakuma, uh, but I'm gonna go Marine. And this is something I thought about a lot too as I was reading this. Okay. Uh, you look at Land, especially this last chapter, and we see, like you said, all these people would follow him. Uh, he's wise, great strength, very principled. Um, so much potential. And yet, because he's so rigid in, in what he believes and in the traditions he follows, somebody who is wise in that but willing to take advantage of him could control him and could take advantage of him. Mm -hmm. uh, so flashing forward to eventually the life he lives with Moraine, Moraine, in a sense, saves him from that, saves him from somebody that might take control of him, might manipulate him. Oh like no, I feel like he's gonna give him purpose way in this situation, and then he's gonna choose to get rid of it by going from rain. Maybe. Oh, is is Land RJ's Aragon? Aragorn. The the king who you can make the comparison, but sure. they're not side by side. They're not. Do people compare Moraine, compare Moraine to Gandalf, the wizard who comes into the village and takes the kid away? No, I. This will sound horrible. Um, really want to. Land's character. If Land makes it through all of these these books, and at the end he has a crown on his head and he's ruling over his kingdom again up there in what was formerly the Blight once it's defeated, then that'll be a bad ending for Land. Uh, Land's ending should be death in defending. I see Moraine going some people that he loves. What's that? I said I can see Moraine like, hey, you want some candy? Oh, trying to lure him. Trying to lure him along. Um, but no, there isn't gonna be a crowning ceremony for land. And if 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 there is, it's it's gotta end with tragedy for land. If it doesn't, then uh Charlie somebody messed up. Best I can do, so let's go. Yeah. Um, Moraine with land. My my, I think the real hero of these chapters is the pond itself, uh, just for playing such an important role and the pond water. Um, it did bring them together. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, there was okay. an yeah. yeah, there's uh, what was it? The it just reminds me that that time when we were kids, and there's a girl. I think it was for a lifeguard. And she wondered what the smell was. And you made up all this BS because it was pond scum. Yeah. And you went on for like 30 minutes. Uh, it About sounded the like the most intelligent yeah. scientific answer to what the smell was. And she was just on the edge of her seat eating every single word Ian said. And I look over and I'm just like, gave you a look. And he's like, I have no idea. I'm just making shit up. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> oh I still do that from time to time. Like, I look over to you, I was like, throwing a few big words, fuck? and most people go, Oh, well, because I'm sitting there, I'm like, That's not right, but it you're making it sound convincing. But that's, that's Alan hard. almost pulled out a, a book, or back then was yeah, it the Encyclopedia Britannica? Then, yeah, it was like you had the full series <laughs> go to the shelf. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, no, we had that, that, that hotline you can call. I can't remember what it was, but there was a phone number that you could call before Google. And I think it was Auburn University, their library system. And it was for the students, but it got out. It's like an internal network. 
it was like an inter- it was a phone number like it was yeah. monitored 24 hours a day and you could call it and the librarians at the university library would go and look it up for you in their books and then read you back the answer and this is before google we would be drunk at a bar and drunkenly called them and asking the most ridiculous questions trying to stump them um yeah I don't know if they still have that phone number. Not Google's around, but it was. Uh, if it, it was exists, crazy. that's a more reliable source than Googling these days. Honestly, it I've was. been in the library in Auburn. That's yeah. uh, that's a good academic fir- school. I, I still remember the first time I uh, I stumped them. Um, they could not find the answer, and I remember the question was: It was like, how come sometimes when guys piss, you get the shivers? Like, that's yeah, what's yeah. the medical condition for that? And then he just sat there and goes. Hold on. And they put me in hold for like 30 minutes. They came back and said, we, we don't know. Like, I was like, <laughs> yes, I stumped them. Like, <laughs> and now you can body. Google it. There actually is a scientific reason, uh, yeah. term for that. But <laughs> Anyways, uh, fun times. Uh, I'm sure they like the yeah. challenge. They probably did. I mean, it's college kids that were volunteering doing this. I'm sure they like the challenge. Um, I think it was yeah, for part sure. of the job. So next week, we'll be finishing this book. Um, so five, five chapters, 23, 24, 25, 26, and the epilogue. So thus the evening star making use of invisibility an answer and when to surrender and when to surrender. Mm. That's the final chapter is when to surrender. And then the epilogue, it's just called epilogue. But yeah. Mm. Hmm. And then it's on a crossroads of twilight. Yay. And there was, let me, much let me tell you how excited I am about, we're going to make it fun. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we won't get derailed one time during that whole book. It'd be nothing but wheel of time. Luckily it's the shortest episode. book. I mean, the shortest book in the main series. Uh, it's short. So anyways, um, yeah, so that's what we're doing next week. So how you can be found is at the Uh you can find all sorts of things that aren't tangents. Um, but if you do want tangents, go to Discord because we have lots of tangents there. We have memes and like cooking stuff and more edits. than on this podcast. Yeah, more more tangents than here. Um, there's Cosmere stuff, there's Star Wars stuff, there's all sorts of fun things there. Um, red flags. What's the red flags for? <laughs> oh, that you really enjoy crossfire on topic. Uh, no, 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 that she really enjoyed uh, uh, Crossroads Twilight Red Flags. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Knew there was something off. Nobody <laughs> enjoys Crossroads. Uh, maybe uh, he didn't like it. I really enjoyed it, I guess. I now I'm know. committed to finding a way to enjoy it. Uh, Every single time, I'm going to try and convince Alan it. that they're the best chapters ever. Yeah. It's not It's not a bad... Okay, so going back to Crossroads. Crossroads is not a bad book. I'll give you that. It's It's bad compared to everything else. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Anyway, we can find the website. Go find us there. Find links to everything. Like, subscribe. Do the cool reviews. Um, I might read them if uh, I get the notification that it punched through. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. And I get them like really, really, really way later. Like those reviews I read tonight were from back in December. Like so, I got the email <laughs> today. I I don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> so I might read them and I don't go check unless I get a push notification about it because I'm too lazy to go try to find all the different places that reviews are written or written. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. And that's all I got for this week, guys. So until next time, I'm going to pause for a second and say, if you don't expect all of what we give, feel free to 
exit the podcast. And oh, okay, oh. bye. Thank you for watching The Wheel Reads. Until next time. Okay, bye. <laughs> Get your Coast Guard certified life saving sure. device ready sure. and strapped on. Oh, <laughs> where are we going tonight? What kind of strap on are you talking about? <laughs> sure. <laughs>